to another episode of the Chef Educator, the show that provides and discusses various teaching tools, tips, and techniques for the culinary, hospitality, and pastry arts educator. And now, coming to you through the airways from Palm Beach County, Florida, here's your host, doctor, professor, and chef, Mr. Colin Rowe. Welcome back to another episode of the Chef Educator Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Roach. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the crucial aspect of presentation preparation. And I'm going to be sharing insights from the renowned book, The Naked Presenter, Delivering Powerful Presentations with or Without Slides by Gar Reynolds. Now, this book provides a, a different perspective on presenting. And I'll include links to the book in the show notes in case you want more information on the book. It is an older book, published back in, I think it was 2011. However, it's still very relative and helpful today. So, whether you're a culinary educator, business professional, or anyone else just looking to improve your presentation skills and get some help on how to convey your ideas effectively, then this episode is for you. So we've all been there, a poorly planned presentation that leaves both the presenter and the audience disengaged. Well, the truth is, effective presentations don't happen by accident. The foundation of any presentation lies in proper preparation, which is really the backbone of an impactful presentation. So let me ask you, have you heard the phrase going naked in the presentation world? Well, I talked a little bit about it in a previous episode titled Naked and Purposeful Presenting. So be sure to check out that episode if you haven't already done so. But anyway, it's not about shedding your clothes, but about shedding the facade and connecting authentically with your audience. But here's the catch. You can't engage naturally if you're not thoroughly prepared. And poor planning often leads to ineffective presentations. You can't just wing it. The idea of presenting naked doesn't mean being unprepared. Instead, authentic engagement requires preparation. As preparation sets the stage for a genuine connection. Going naked in your presentation style doesn't mean being unprepared or careless. Instead, it's about stripping away the unnecessary and engaging naturally with your audience. And proper preparation is the key to achieving this level of connection. It is a fact that effective presentations are the result of proper preparation. It's also fact that ineffective presentations are the result of poor planning and in the misguided idea that one can just fake it. Well, you can't fake it and you can't wing it. Engaging naturally with an audience does not mean approaching the task in a you know nonchalant or, or cavalier fashion. Ironically, without proper preparation of your material, you will not be able to be your natural self. You'll be disorganized, uncertain, and anxious in spite of your best efforts to show otherwise in front of your audience. And an audience can easily pick up on your lack of preparation. And this is going to harm your ability to connect. You do not have to be perfect in your presentation. We are all imperfect by nature, and audiences understand that, and they can forgive you know, a few minor glitches. However, 
audiences are not forgiving if they sense you have not prepared properly or if you've not specifically prepared for them. Instead, maybe you pulled out and used some canned presentation from previous presentations. So now I want to talk to you about presenting with purpose and creating change in your audience. Every presentation has a purpose, and that is to create change in your audience's minds. Therefore, think of your presentations as a vessel for change, whether it's um, introducing new ideas, whether it's for motivating or inspiring. Your goal is to create an impact in your audience's minds. Whether you're teaching, motivating, or persuading, your goal is to influence a shift in their perspective. Every presentation is a form of selling, not of a product, but a change of perspective. Think about it. When you present, you're trying to create change in people's minds. Your goal may be to teach them something new or share knowledge that is useful and illuminating, uh, maybe motivate and inspire them, or even persuade them to change their behavior. Many talks will have elements of all these things. So whatever your specific goals may be, your aim is always to influence a change in people. And whatever short time you have with them, you want to be able to do this. In this sense, you are selling. And understanding your presentation's purpose and focusing on the why dramatically enhance your ability to connect and to engage with your audience. Marketing guru Seth Godin once said, I said this about presentations. He said, it seems to me that if you are not wasting your time and mine, we're here to change my mind, to do something different. And that, my friend, is selling. If you're not trying to persuade, why are you here? And in his best-selling book, Start With Why, author Simon Sinek, I think is how you pronounce it, Sinek, says that the leaders in companies that have the greatest influence start with the why of what they do. They are able to articulate the why to inspire and motivate people to do remarkable things. Most organizations and people can say what they do or even how they do it, but few can say why they do it. To answer why, one must have a clarity of purpose. Starting with what is easier and common, but it is insufficient. And according to Simon Sinek, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And his famous book, Start With Why, holds true, not just for leadership, but for presentations as well. Therefore, when you prepare a presentation, the most fundamental question to ask yourself first is also why. Most ineffective presentations can be prevented if the presenter just answers two important questions before preparing to prepare. And that is number one, what's my point? And number two, why does it matter? So my advice then when crafting a purposeful presentation is to start with the why. Before you dive into creating slides and gathering information, ask yourself the fundamental question, why? 
Understanding the purpose of your presentation and starting with a clear why can shape the trajectory of your content and captivate your audience. Have you ever wondered why some speakers have an uncanny ability to inspire and motivate? What well, starts with understanding your why? Identifying the purpose of your presentation from your audience's perspective. And that can be a game changer. It provides a clear purpose for your talk. Most presenters focus only on the what, which is usually information and data and more information and more data. And they do sometimes spend some, some time on the how, and that often results in the creation of typical bullet points, you know, on a typical PowerPoint slide. But almost no time is spent really thinking about the why. And it's the why. That's where we should start almost all projects, including presentations. Know your audience, know your purpose. Think about it. Why does your topic and conclusion matter? Why is it important for your audience or not? Thinking deeply about the why is not abstract, it's fundamental. In life and in business, we spend all our energy thinking and talking about the what and how, all the while bombarding audiences with information and no context. Asking why is really a question about the big picture. And when you have a clear idea about why your ideas matter and why it should matter to them, you're better able to articulate the significance of your idea in the whole scheme of things. Audiences need the details and they require evidence, but they also need to see the big picture. So articulating the why is at the center of this big picture. Therefore, design your content in a way that addresses the why from the audience's point of view. Understanding your purpose, being able to articulate the significance of your ideas in that big picture is what is really essential. Here's another thing. Another question to ask yourself is this. Why were you chosen to speak? Why are people coming to see you? Those are a couple more whys. And the answer to these questions help you identify the real purpose of your talk and put the emphasis on the audience. Right from the start, you can tell people why it matters and then spend time showing evidence of this. Okay, let's talk about the psychology of change and influencing minds. Every presentation aims to create change in the minds of your audience. Do you agree? I mean, think about it. Whether you are teaching, inspiring, or persuading, your goal is to influence. Now, there are parallels between presentations and marketing and how understanding your audience's transformation is key to success. And the first step is to have empathy and audience understanding. In other words, to resonate with your audience, you need to step into their shoes. Cultivating this empathy and understanding of your audience's needs and backgrounds and expectations can lay the groundwork for impactful preparation in a compelling presentation. If you are focused on your audience, as you should be, during the preparation stage, you need to identify where your audience is before your talk, and then set a goal for where you would like them to be after your time with them. This is called moving people from point A which is where they are before the presentation, to point B, which is where they are after your talk. Sometimes you can hear it in the terms of move from to move to, but the idea is essentially the same. 
And it's an extremely simple one. In fact, it's so fundamental and straightforward that you would think every presenter would understand this. Unfortunately, though, most presenters prepare their talks only by gathering information and facts, and they never frame the purpose of their talks in terms of impacting a change in their audience. So I assume we all agree that presentations need to have a purpose. And these purposes include a speaker who wants to present a new idea or a product or an event. Now, classroom teachers and university professors like us often present new subject matter through presentations. But have you ever found yourself listening to a presenter reading their slides that are all chock full of text? Or have you ever wondered what really happens in the minds of audience members during poorly designed presentations? Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of the neuroscience here on it, and I've done other episodes in this podcast on how the mind works, so check those out. But let's talk about it here. Human beings have limited working memory. I mean, think about it. We forget new names and phone numbers all the time. We often forget where we parked our car at the mall or at some sporting event. These items made it into our working memory, but they did not get encoded into our long-term memory. There's lots of reasons why that may happen, but the human long-term memory system is virtually limitless. The trick is just to get it in there. This is why we remember trivial pieces of information from the past, but often forget where we left our keys. The limits of the human cognitive architecture should play a big role in how we design our presentations. For example, humans process auditory and visual stimuli through different channels. This means that text and images and vocal stimuli should be carefully selected. Here's an analogy that's talked about in the book and other research papers as too. Is what we can do is consider the working memory system to be like a glass of water. And during a presentation, information, which is water, is poured into the water glass. Now, if too much water is added too quickly, the glass overflows. And when the working memory system is overloaded, audience members reach what we call cognitive overload. And when cognitive overload occurs, the working memory system empties, which for humans means that we revert to previously learned content. This means if we overload our audience, everything we just said will be lost. Therefore, it's like a glass of water, our working memory has its limits. So we need to think about our audience's working memory as this glass of water. And if we pour too much information in too quickly, it's going to lead to cognitive overload, leaving our audiences with nothing retained. Now, however, there are research-backed principles that we can use to help us avoid overwhelming our audiences and ensure that effective information is retained. Therefore, to avoid this uh, cognitive overload, we need to start in the planning and preparation stage and then we have to craft a fluid presentation, thinking about this overload. Again, imagine your audience's minds as glasses of water. They can only hold so much before they overflow. So to avoid this overflowing or this cognitive overload, we need to create a balance in our presentations between words and visuals and interaction. Now, rehearsal, uh, audience interaction, storytelling, these are all things that can help us deliver a presentation that flows seamlessly. 
And it helps prevent this overload because it allows the brain to have these little breaks and ensures that our content is going to stick. So here are some research-backed principles that you can adopt to help avoid overloading the minds of your audience members or your students or whoever you happen to be presenting to. So one, words and vocal stimuli should be disparate, not synchronized. When you present the same exact information through both channels, you're pouring too much water into the glass too quickly, and it's certainly going to cause overload. So we got to think about that when we design our presentations. Remember, your audience can read the words on your slides faster than you can speak them. So don't read your slides. And it starts with that creation of that slide, what you're putting on there. So for that, here's another point. Use more than just words on your slides. Using a few carefully chosen words is good with high-quality images that is related to the text. This is a wonderful way to accommodate that dual-channel nature of the human mind. So not overload with a bunch of text, but maybe one or two words with a great picture on it that helps you know, bring home your point. Another thing you can do is rehearse your presentation and do it multiple, multiple times, maybe with a timer, and kind of in the same environment that you plan on presenting and if possible. Time-invested rehearsing pays huge dividends, and it helps you avoid unnecessary pauses or confusion as you speak, which can get in the way of getting that message through. Another point, give your audience time to process. This may take the form of some audience interaction, maybe a moment to discuss a topic with a neighbor. This is why I use think-pair-share a lot in my classrooms. Or just a pause to let the audience sip the metaphorical water in the cup. So build in those pauses, that time for the brain to catch up. Another great way, and this is lots of books written on this, is to tell a story. Because using stories helps create an association between your content and a storyline. So it's more sticky, helps the person remember it. Again, this makes your audience more likely to be engaged with you too, because it's a story and they want to hear it. And they get more engaged with your content. And lastly, avoid the extraneous, the transitions, the sound effects, and all that other noise that comes prepackaged with PowerPoint or Keynote and things like that. You want the focus to be on you as the presenter and what you're saying and what you're presenting to the audience, not on all these other bells and whistles. So keep away from those. So remember that a cognitive overload is harmful to your presentation's purpose. And if we are not conscious about cognitive overload, and devoted to avoiding it, we may end up preventing learning because everything that we're saying is going to be forgotten, it's going to be poured out, it's going to overflow, and it's not going to help our audience. Okay, speaking about audience, know your audience because one size doesn't fit all in presentations. And the key to a compelling talk lies in knowing your audience inside and out. And empathy plays a crucial role as you step into you know, your audience's shoes, understanding their needs and their expectations and maybe even their cultural nuances. The key point here is that to clearly understand the purpose of your talk and to lay the foundation for your preparation, you need to know your audience as best as you can. Think about teaching. You're teaching to first graders, you're teaching to high school students, you're teaching to adults and colleges, professionals. So you got to think about your audience. And this requires a, a good deal of empathy and the ability to put yourself into the shoes of your audience. And after you find out 
as much as you can about their backgrounds and expectations, as well as information about the cultural differences and things you want to avoid, you'll be better able to choose what material to include and what to exclude. You will also have a better idea of how to connect with the specific audience and keep them interested and engaged. And also, you're going to target the whole person. You know, again, while each audience is different, people are all very similar in at least one regard, and that is they don't like to be bored. And a sure way to bore an audience is to remove your personality completely from the talk. I mean, they can just go watch a movie or read a book, but they're there because of you, your uniqueness, your personality. So you want to, you know, build your personality into your talk and don't focus on listening streams of information and presenting reams of facts and data and product features and so on. People need the big picture. They need context and meaning, but they also need to feel some sort of connection to the person that's speaking. And that's where the personality comes in. Aristotle's wisdom still holds true today. A good presentation appeals to reason, emotions, and the character of the speaker. Therefore, appeals to reason, emotion, and the speaker's personality all play pivotal roles. So we need to focus on the big picture and then provide context and then showcase our personalities, right? When we're there presenting so that we can foster a deeper connection with our audiences. After all, people remember not just what you say, but how you make them feel. In other words, we as presenters need to strike a balance between logical construction, emotional connection, and authentic personalities so that we can keep our audiences engaged from start to finish. Aristotle's also said that good public speaking can be broken into three parts. Number one, appeal to reason. Number two, appeal to emotions. And number three, appeals based on the character and personality of the speaker. You are as important as the content you're talking about. In good presentations, again, you need logical construction and supporting evidence. And you also then need to take that and impact the audience emotionally when presenting it, while at the same time, you need to show your character, your sincerity, and your credibility and your naturalness using your personality. So, you know, your audience, they're logical, people are logical, they're also emotional. Your presentation must target your audience's need for structure and evidence to support your claims, but you must also tap into their emotions through the use of examples and stories and visualization. You must appeal to the natural human desire for novelty and exploration and discovery and the thrill that comes from learning something new. Now, I want to talk to you about balancing the depth and scope of your presentation and making the tough choices in your content. Do you go deep or wide in your presentations? So let's talk about the challenge of including all the information versus focusing on depth and clarity. So when you're preparing, you know, when you're just starting to think about your presentation and doing your presentation preparation, we need to make those tough choices about what we're going to include and what we're going to exclude so that we can create space in the presentation for engagement and discussion. Trying to cover too much can lead to information overload, which we've already spoken about. There is an importance in making strategic choices in the content that you're putting into your presentation to ensure your message hits home without overwhelming your audience. 
a common mistake in presentations trying to cover too much ground in a short span. We need to set realistic goals. You know, you got to decide whether to go deep into a topic or cover a wider scope. And by making these intentional choices during the preparation stages about the depth and the scope, we create room in there for our audience interaction and engagement and allow them to understand and comprehend what we're saying. It builds in those pauses. Because the problem with many presentations is that people try to say too much in a short amount of time. Most people struggle with practicing restraint in the preparation stage. And they have a hard time making the tough choices about what to include in their presentations. Often, no time is given to paring down. Sure, it's just like a, a rough draft when you first do your presentation, but then you got to pare down, pare down, make it specific. And as a result of not doing this, audiences all too often get more than they want or they need or they can comprehend. And we know this is true of many executive presentations and sales presentations, and even when we go to conferences, the presentations we see there. So research suggests that you can go deep, as in depth, or you can go wide, as in scope, but it is very difficult to do both in a one-hour lecture or conference presentation. The key, again, set realistic goals. You know, if you decide that you need to go deep, you have to seriously consider reducing the scope. I mean, sometimes in life, as in presentations, you just have to make a choice about what's important and let go of the rest, at least for the time being, and that can be a second or a third presentation. You cannot include everything in a talk. If you include too much and race through it, you not only lose the audience, but you eliminate that whole space we've been talking about for the interaction and the discussion. People need some time and space to see the patterns and to process the materials, to chunk it up. So relating too much information and leaving no time for connecting the dots is one of the most common communication mistakes. Lots of force feeding and very little digestion. But by excluding some material, you can create some empty space, again, which leaves room for the audience to ask questions and engage with the subject. Creating the space invites the audience in. It's different than a lecture. It becomes a presentation. By making a clear decision in the preparation stage concerning the depth and the scope of your talk, you are better able to include the most important elements and remove all that non-essential material, thereby again creating that space for dialogue. So as we wrap up today's episode, remember that the preparation stage is where the magic happens. The path to presentation success is paved with thorough preparation. Going naked, engaging authentically, and crafting meaningful change all hinge on how well you have prepared your presentation. From understanding your why to empathizing with your audience and making wise content choices, this preparation that you work on sets the stage for engaging in impactful presentations. From understanding your audience to defining your purpose and creating a balanced presentation, every step counts. So whether you're teaching culinary arts or presenting business strategies, let the power of preparation guide your way to presentation success. Okay, that's all the time we have for this episode of the Chef Educator Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you are feeling inspired and equipped to tackle your next presentation with confidence. 
And don't forget to check out The Naked Presenter by Gar Reynolds for a deeper dive into these concepts. Until next time, keep cooking, keep learning, and keep honing your presentation skills and making an impact with your students and audiences. Thanks for listening. Take care and bye-bye. The Chef Educator Podcast is a proud member of the Food Media Network, and we hope you enjoyed the show and this episode. Your feedback and comments are always welcome, and they help us in making the best show possible. So please let us know what you think. You can email your comments to foodmedianetwork at gmail.com, all one word, foodmedianetwork at gmail.com, or even leave us a voicemail on our audience response hotline. That number is area code 207-835-1275. That's 207-835-1275. We would also appreciate it if you would share the podcast with everyone you know. And don't forget to buy us a coffee or two if you want to support the show and our efforts. Just go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash Chef Roach or through Patreon at www patreon.com slash Dr. Professor Chef. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We truly appreciate any help and support you provide. Thank you in advance.